Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called The Fastest Way Down, an adaptation of an Aesop's fable written for you by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Leah, Nettie, Josiah, and Reed Robinson and their family on Bainbridge Island, Nate and Matthew and their family in Calgary, Canada, Dylan and Wilder and their family from Myanmar, Jason Seabrook and his family in Houston, Texas, James and Howie and their family in Bogart, Georgia, and Lydia, Milo, and Millie and their family in New York City. Thank you so much, Millie, Milo, Lydia, Howie, James, Jason, Wilder, Dylan, Matthew, Nate, Reed, Josiah, Nettie, and Leah. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and get every episode ad-free, head over to patreon.com stories and join for just $1 a month. If you'd like access to all of our ebooks or to receive a thank you in a future episode, that's also available at patreon.com stories. We have new Stories Podcast face masks available. Check those out, plus all of our other merch, at storiespodcast.com shop. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at storiespodcast. If you send us a drawing of your favorite scene or character, we'll share it on our feed. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, grown-ups. On the Nintendo Switch system, you can team up with friends in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Where you can meet talking flowers. Life's full of surprises. And where piranha plants sing. And where Mario, Luigi, and Peach turn into elephants. Wowie Zowie! And where this announcer turns into a... Super tiny announcer! <laughs> That's not in the game. <clears throat> Sorry, got a little excited. Nintendo Switch, the home of Mario and Friends. Game rated E for everyone. Game and systems sold separately. Thanks! Enjoy the episode. The Fastest Way Down once upon a time, a rancher named Hattie was leading her horse down a steep mountain trail. Careful now, Jasper, she said, walking alongside him on the narrow winding trail, one hand clutching the reins. The path is still a little frosty, and it's a long way down. She glanced over the edge of the trail at the vast valley sprawling out far beneath her. It was a long way down. But Hattie had never been much afraid of heights. She loved coming up to the top of the little mountain, where she could be alone with the chattery whispers of the wind. And, of course, the steady clip-clop neigh of her young horse, Jasper. The view was especially beautiful this time of year. It was spring in the valley. Everything was starting to shake off the winter gloom and blush alive with color. The trees spread their limbs stretching like her dad waking up from a nap. Birds chirped and flittered and flowers fought their way through the grass in rainbow sprawls. Hattie loved the view, but trekking up the mountain wasn't just for seeing sights. Even though it was spring below, the mountain was still in the icy grip of winter. Hattie made extra money for her family by trekking up to the frozen streams and collecting ice to sell in town. Jasper had two tin-lined chests that rested across his broad back, and he helped her carry the ice down. The young horse was strong, and he carried the ice chests without missing a step. 
He was also impatient, and Hattie had to keep a good hold on him so he wouldn't go bolting down the path and slip on the frosty stones. Keep it careful now, Hattie said, rubbing between his ears. You're trying to go too fast. There's a time for speed, but sometimes you have to do things the right way, not the fast way. Jasper, for his part, thought that Hattie was much too slow. He wanted to run and jump and leap, and so what if he slid a little? That was part of the fun. But no, Hattie had to hold onto his reins and make him clip-clop along like he was some old plow horse. Jasper couldn't wait to get back to their little house in the valley. There, he was free to trot back and forth across the pastures with the other horses, chasing butterflies and eating the new apples from the gnarled old trees, and... Whoa! Hattie called, pulling him back suddenly. Lost in thought, Jasper had nearly walked himself right over the edge of the mountain. You gotta be more careful! Jasper huffed out and kept on walking. Why should he be more careful? As they rounded a corner and continued down the mountain, he could see their little house. It was a brown smudge in the valley below, a gray curl of smoke billowing from the old stone chimney. In the pasture, Jasper could see his friends playing and chasing the butterflies without him. It was enough to drive him crazy. He started picking up the speed, just a little at a time, so Hattie wouldn't notice. It worked for a little bit, but soon the blocks of ice started to bump thump in the tin-lined boxes, and that sure got her attention. Slow it down, you crazy horse, she said, yanking back on the reins. Do you want to send us both flying off the mountain? She shook her head in disbelief. Jasper was her horse the first one that really belonged to her and not her parents. But he was an impatient little brat all too often. That's why mom and dad had picked him for her. She was the most patient of all her siblings, and they hoped she could help calm the colt. It had helped a little, but it was an ongoing process. Remember, Jasper, she said, the right way, not the fast way. I don't want you tumbling off the mountain on me. Jasper snorted and continued on. He could still see their little house way down below. They had been walking for what seemed like hours and they were barely any closer. The mountain was steep, so the trail was what they called a switchback. That meant that instead of going straight up and down, it ribboned back and forth in a lazy zigzag from the bottom to the top. It made it so none of the trail was too steep but it also made it about a hundred times longer. Sure, it was safer, but who wanted to be safe when you could be fast? Not Jasper. He waited until Hattie seemed distracted, lost in her thoughts, and then he bolted for the edge of the trail. Not the switchbacks, not the path, but straight towards the house far in the valley. No, you crazy horse, Hattie yelled and she grabbed the reins tightly. Jasper stepped hard, and for a moment, they fought. The girl dug in her heels and leaned back against the safety of the mountain. The horse leaned against his harness, ice chests rattling, and pulled against the rope as hard as he could. Be more patient, she grunted. 
the right way, not the fast way. Jasper whinnied back at her. Why was she trying to stop him? He could see the house. It was stupid to take the slow way when he could see what he wanted. He was going to take the fastest way down and nothing was going to stop him. Hattie was strong from lots of time working outdoors with the animals, but she wasn't as strong as a horse. Jasper surged forward and ripped the reins out of her hands. He leapt off the edge of the steep trail and disappeared over the drop. Jasper, no! Hattie scrambled to the edge of the trail and looked down. She saw Jasper sliding down the icy rock towards the bottom of the mountain. His hooves scraped and scratched against the stone, but he couldn't find any purchase on the steep and frosty slope. He whinnied again in a panic, and Hattie saw why. Ahead of him was a rocky cliff. Beyond was a sheer drop of at least a dozen feet. The trail picked up again below, but the fall would easily break Jasper's legs. Hattie's, too. Slipping and shouting, Jasper realized he had made a mistake. The fastest way down was fast all right, but maybe a little too fast. He smashed down his hooves, trying to dig them into the frosty mountain, but it was no use. The rocky parts were too icy. The icy parts were too rocky. Jasper shouted out as he felt his legs slip out from under him. All of a sudden, he was on his side, spinning head over tail and rushing towards the edge of the cliff. The ice chests rattled around him and scratched and screamed off every stone. I'm coming, buddy, Hattie shouted. She climbed after him, crab walking and sliding on her feet and hands so that she wouldn't lose control down the slope and crash into Jasper, sending them both over the edge. Jasper neared the cliff and managed to dig in with his hooves, slowing down. At the same time, at the same time, Hattie caught his reins in her hands and planted her feet, jerking them both to a stop, Jasper's rear legs hanging out over the open air of the cliff. The ice chest sprang free of the harness and they tumbled over, crashing loudly on the icy trail below. Gotcha, Hattie said. Jasper snorted back weakly. His girl had caught him. Jasper felt his heart swell with love for his friend. He would lick her face. He would share a hundred sugar cubes. He would listen from then on. At least some of the time. His eyes rolled over to peer off the edge of the cliff to the icy stones below. Okay, most of the time. We aren't in the clear yet, Hattie called, bracing herself and holding on to the reins. Can you get up, boy? Jasper wiggled all four legs back onto the frozen ground at the edge of the cliff. He tried to hurry to his hooves and felt them slipping out again. But before he could fall, he laid back down and went as still as possible. Too slippery, Hattie said. You can't rush it. She looked all around. They were on the edge of the steep hill, the path some two dozen feet above them, the cliff immediately below. If Jasper fell the wrong way, he would tumble off. Listen to me, buddy, she said. You stand up slow, and I'll help. Jasper was getting nervous, and he tried to spring to his hooves again. He fell back and slid another few inches towards the cliff. 
He felt his heart hammering in his broad chest, and his big eyes rolled wildly. He knew he had to go slower, but that was hard enough when he was calm and seemed nearly impossible now. Jasper, Hattie snapped, you need to listen. Just be nice and careful. We'll get back on the trail. She leaned down and rubbed his favorite spot between his ears. The right way, not the fast way. The horse took deep, slow breaths. She was right. He placed his hooves carefully, one after another after another. That's right, Hattie said, pulling gently on the reins and his harness. They were teetering on the edge of the cliff now, and one wrong step would spill them both over. Jasper set his hooves down slow, taking one step up the slope. Every nerve in his body seemed to scream at him to hurry, but he had already tried that, and it had already failed. He had to listen to his girl for once. He had to go slow. He set one hoof down on a flat rock, then another a little further up. Good job, Hattie cheered softly. You just gotta keep it going. Jasper focused on the ground right in front of him, not daring to look up or down the slope. One hoof at a time. Careful. He watched for ice. He was patient. It was slow going, but Jasper found he wasn't in much of a hurry anymore. Finally, after what felt like a lifetime, his foot came down on the hard-packed dirt of the switchback trail. We made it! Hattie cheered, throwing her arms around his neck. Jasper whinnied back and nuzzled and nipped at the hood of her coat. You went nice and slow. I'm so proud of you. They stood there for a minute, catching their breath and smiling. Jasper felt his heart slow with relief. All right, buddy, Hattie said. You ready to head home? They looked down the mountain, and far below, they could see their little house. It was a brown smudge in the valley below, a gray curl of smoke billowing from the old stone chimney. In the pasture, Jasper could see his friends playing and chasing the butterflies without him. He wanted to be home more than anything, but suddenly, getting there fast didn't seem nearly so important. Together... They turned and made their way down the mountain. The right way, not the fast way. The End Today's story, The Fastest Way Down, was an adaptation of an Aesop's fable written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Get ad-free episodes and more at patreon.com stories. Check out all of our merch available at storiespodcast.com shop. Follow us on Instagram at storiespodcast or simply tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Stories Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts. Grown-ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.
Hi, everyone. I'm excited to tell you about the brand new season of the podcast, Musicland Stories. Musicland Stories is a weekly podcast for kids that takes you on an adventure through the universe of Musicland. The musical Easter eggs and epic stories are sure to be tons of fun for the whole family. Take a listen to what's in store. I'm the conductor. And now, on a brand new season of Musicland Stories, I'm going to take you all the way down to the ocean floor of the deep blue sea. And I've recruited a new crew of sonic expeditioners that I can't wait for you to meet. Together, we're on an underwater odyssey to capture the song of the last Leviathan, a giant sea creature who splished and splashed beneath the sea for thousands and thousands of years. Listen to the newest season of Music Land Stories, Airing weekly every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.